0: Welcome back to the Spirit of South Park Podcast. I'm your host, Drew, joined as always by my co-host, Matt. How are you doing today, Matt? I am
1: doing well, uh, as always. I feel like I say this every time now. Uh, It's good (laughs) to be back because it just feels like we've just had a lot of things come up um, that just caused some... Some ex- more extended time than uh, than we would like in between episodes,
0: but yeah, good to be here. Yeah, you know that sound you just made when you were trying to explain it? That's exactly what it is. You know, it's like, a, uh, uh, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we want to record this day, and then oh, something happens, or right, like so I get drunk us, or something. <laughs> you get drunk. I'm old. I fall asleep early. Um, <laughs> my dog shits on the floor, and like I don't even know. That just happens all the time, whether or not it affects our recording. But uh, um, yeah, it's. We're busy people. You know, that's the best way to put it. But we're still working at it. Um, We still want to get down to the point where we're once a week. And I think things are hopefully going to slow down for us a little bit here. Um, But uh, we're here today with episode 1.12, Mecha Stry Sand, which is the second to last episode of season one of South Park. Um, this should be episode 13 for us, I believe, if our numbering is still the same there. Um, we also have a guest with us today. We are joined today by our mutual friend, Pat. How's it going, Pat?
2: It's going great, boys. Uh, honored to be uh, a guest on the podcast today. and I also just want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on the Number one episodic South Park podcast <laughs> recorded on Mondays in the world. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay.
1: That sounds well, like, well, uh, <laughs> it, it sounds eerily familiar to like a, a stat that you hear on like ESPN in the middle of a game or something <laughs> like, oh, it's the best, it's the most rushing yards by a running back at noon when it's 36 degrees outside. and.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, very specific, but you know what? It fits for the moment, so I'm going to take it. Um, In case you didn't know it, it is a Monday and we are recording. Um, But yeah, so uh, Pat's been pretty much along with us for the whole journey here. Um, He got in a little bit on the early discussion of when Matt and I decided we were going to do this. Um, And right away, Pat's like, I got to come on. I have to be a guest. And Pat has already reserved a guest spot for like season three on another one of his favorite episodes. Um, But we wanted to get him in on, on season one. And he chose Mecha Sand as his episode. So first of all, Pat, go ahead and tell us why you chose this episode.
2: Well, growing up, I did not have cable. And it wasn't until about 8th grade that I actually did get cable. And I just remember in middle school, like all the kids just talking like Cartman all the time and all that stuff. And I here I was having no clue what in the hell these kids were talking about. And then finally got cable and we had one TV with a cable box. I had to go downstairs after everyone went to bed and watch (laughs) South park. And I turned it on. And the first episode I ever saw was Mecha Streisand. So that's why I wanted to come on and talk about it.
0: Okay. So, you know, I always talk about the nostalgia factor. So I think that's probably going to be a big, big factor here for you. Um, I would assume. Oh yeah. Um, As a friend and a listener, how do you feel about the show so far?
2: Well, there's been great improvement from episode one till current. (laughs) And uh, I think your guys' arrow is pointing up, which is always a good thing. I hope so.
0: Um, It's funny you say that, and this is actually going to feed into a listener comment I have later. But uh, I talked to somebody recently that was telling me they were still in the first few episodes of the podcast. And I was like, don't worry, it's going to get better. I said, it improves at a certain point. Um, But like I said, I'll talk about that more here in a bit. Um, And and you kind of touched on this already. Pat, just give us a brief explanation of your experience with South Park.
2: Well, I have been an avid listener since those uh, early days of sneaking downstairs. And finally, once I did get a TV in my room, that's pretty much all I watched was South Park and uh, NHL playoff hockey. So, (laughs) I mean, it's got to love it. And uh, yeah, so I... Once uh, once we got uh, a cable box in my room, it was South Park almost all the time. Okay,
0: um, are you are you pretty familiar with some of the the newer seasons
2: at all? So uh, it's kind of tailed off here. Sure. Recently, uh, now
0: not not to interrupt here, but you're about my age, maybe a little bit older, right?
2: Uh, just a tad bit, maybe a few
0: months. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Is we we're pretty close to the same
2: age, so even though I do plan on watching the pandemic special.
0: Yeah, and Matt, that's something you and I haven't even talked about off air yet. You know, that goes along with us being busy, but we got to figure out what we're going to do about the new episodes that are coming out, how we want to handle that. Like, obviously, we're not going to record or cover it on the show yet. Right. But, you know, do you plan on watching and keeping up with it, or are you still going to try to hide in a hole for however long and and ignore it? Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's going to be really hard to hide in a hole. Um,. That's kinda what I I thought. We we've already kind of run into it. It's like some people in the Discord are like talking about how they're gonna watch the the pandemic special (laughs) and whatnot, and like there's obviously a lot of buzz around it and there's commercials on it every every night when I'm watching TV, so Yeah. Um uh, we'll have to we'll have to figure that out, that's for sure.
0: Uh just you know, me me thinking here. Of course we have our best discussions on the show instead of like behind closed doors. Maybe that's something, you know, we watch and we, we hop on Discord together and do like a 15-minute a show with just kind of our thoughts and reactions. And then obviously we'll cover it in like 12 years whenever we get to it, you know? <laughs>
1: right, right. Like, yeah, well, like sometime when I'm 35 or something, we'll eventually... <laughs> when you're my re- age. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll record it this uh, that episode again. And we'll be like, man, oh, yeah, that was uh, the pandemic. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: remember that
0: bullshit? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: remember all that shit that happened?
0: <laughs> While we're talking like through our, our holograms because we've all died in nuclear <laughs> holocaust. But uh Exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, uh that's something we can talk about. And you know, I always make the joke we'll put that in our OnlyFans or our Patreon or whatever, right? Excuse me? Our our pay for service that doesn't exist, so um, along with your feet pics. Well, of course, because we gotta keep Rufio involved somehow. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, listener comments, uh, Pat, we've heard from you, Matt, do you have, have you had any listener comments in the last couple weeks or, um, not that I, not that I can remember.
1: Okay. I've also been really busy, so it's very possible that I did and I just can't remember off the top of my head.
0: There's, there's been a lot going on and you've been doing traveling and, and living life. So I understand that. Um, I actually bumped into my neighbor about a week ago or so probably five days ago now um and he's he's a little bit younger than me a couple years younger than me uh but you know pretty pretty similar situation younger parent you know spends a lot of time at home grew up with with south park and, and that kind of thing and i i was messaging him the other day and I was like, hey, you know, I've got this podcast. I know you like South Park. You might want to listen to it. And Anytime I say that to somebody, I'm just like, oh, they're not going to listen to it. They'll be like, yeah, I don't want to listen to, you know, another podcast. But uh, he's like, no, I actually listen to the podcast. You know, I'm like four episodes in and I really like the way you guys break it down with the scoring system and all that kind of thing. And and he liked how, you know, you kind of had the, the new perspective of somebody who's never seen it before. And, uh, and so it was, it was all a bunch of good things from him. And While we were having this discussion, I realized that I don't know how to take a compliment. Like, anytime somebody compliments me on something, I just, like, shit all over myself. Like, he's telling me these things. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, it's okay. You know, we're getting better. We could do this and this. And I'm just like, dude, just shut up and take a fucking compliment. But I can't make myself do it. (laughs) I I need to work on myself in that respect. But uh, my neighbor was very, very kind in those things. I hope he keeps listening. Um, Here's your shout out, Zach, if, if you are listening, you know. In uh, probably probably mid October by the time you get there, it's my favorite thing to do is guess when people are actually going to be listening to it. So, right. um, and
1: then it's like they're listening to it at that time. And they're like, "What the hell is going on here?"
0: <laughs> right? Except I'm a terrible prognosticator of those things, but uh, right. I just wanted to use the word prognosticator, <laughs> but uh,
1: uh, I got that feeling.
0: <laughs> uh, thanks for the positive vibes, uh, everybody. Zach especially. Hopefully. Uh, everybody's doing good everybody's following along with us anything else we want to add in here before we tie up our loose ends from tom's rhinoplasty i don't believe so okay uh, our loose ends from tom's rhinoplasty i don't think we messed anything up in the episode or anything that really stuck out to us um pat while you're here do you have any thoughts you want to share on tom's rhinoplasty
2: no i'm good you guys kind of nailed it <laughs> on the head
0: yeah it's it's not everybody's favorite episode. Um, We did have, you know, three listeners uh, share their scores. Um, We had Pat, you actually came in with the lowest of the listener scores at 28.3. Elon uh, submitted his very detailed review at a 30.6, so slightly above Pat there. Um, And Wes, in true Wes form, this might be the highest score he's given at a 36.7. What the hell? I, what the? What the? What the <laughs> Wes, <laughs> Wes is a very unique individual, and that's why we love Wes. Um, but I'm learning right now that he's never going to see, or he's rarely going to see eye to eye with us on any of these. So I would like to ask Wes what he likes so much about that episode. I'm um, trying to he, figure out if he watched the same fucking episode or not.
2: <laughs> I think he has a thing for David I, Hasselhoff.
0: <laughs> that was my first thought, actually. It could be a David Hasselhoff thing. Um, maybe he, you know, really likes Miss Ellen. I don't. I don't know. But uh, either way, West came in really high with a 36.7. Um, I also made note that my former college roommate Kyle fucking hated that episode. Um, so just just to point that out. And uh, that gives us a composite of a 31.87. So we've added that to the list for our um, listener scores there. And we'll be breaking that down a little bit later on. Um, Our score changes. Matt has two left. I have one left. Is there anything you want to address at this time, Matt? Matt?
1: Not at this moment.
0: Okay. I kind of feel at this point we're far enough in that we're probably saving our last couple score corrections for our season review episode. Yep. And that's that's okay. Um, yeah. I don't have anything to add there, really. So let's get into our preview for episode 1.12, Mecha Streisand. I will go ahead and lead off here with my blog preview summary. Uh, Mecha Streisand aired on February 18th, 1998. Um, and I wrote in the blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. The run of episodes I've never seen continues as I have no recollection of this episode. It's truly amazing to me that there are this many episodes in season one that I'm not familiar with. As I mentioned in the beginning, we didn't have fancy recording tools. And it was hard to find South Park on TV when you were 12 and your parents tried to, quote, protect you. Although I don't know if my parents really did that much, but that's another story. Uh, there's always a chance. I've seen this one and I don't remember it, but it's not likely with this one. Uh, my first thoughts. My first thought is going into this episode that I'm going to be macking, macking, mocking Matt for not knowing who Barbara Streisand is. Uh, but if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure who she is either. A uh, popular singer of some kind, I think. She's not Barbara Walters, and that's all that matters. As I dig into the history of the episode, I find that it was seen by 5.4 million viewers, according to the Nielsen ratings, which made it the highest total for South Park at that time. Uh, a few articles I, re- I read, read, which I'm not doing very well now, show that Streisand was very critical of her portrayal in the episode, and in quotes here, or in parentheses, I have, I will share her blowhardy quote with you on the pod. Uh, several other celebrities make an appearance in this episode, like Robert Smith, who voiced himself. He chose to do it because his nieces and nephews liked the show. This episode led me down an intricate internet rabbit hole. I cannot wait to watch the episode. Um, and so just to expand on that a little bit. When we first started watching this episode, we were actually going to try to record this episode a little over two weeks ago um and that was when we had the audio issues and things just didn't work out but as i was watching the episode and as i was preparing for it i ended up on google just to make sure i knew who barbara streisand was and why she was popular which led me to another character to another character and i ended up in some really weird places on the internet and it was <laughs> it was overwhelming um so at this point um i'm going to issue our pause warning If you are going to play along with us, I suggest you pause right now, uh, take a break, watch the episode, uh, get out your DVDs, your HBO Max, um, your Shady Stream from Costa Rica or wherever it comes from, and uh, play along, record your score, and we will see you on the other side.
1: That's it. I'm out of here. All
0: right. Let's talk about the plot of the episode. Matt, I'm going to let you lead the way on this.
1: All right, so here we go. Um, so this episode all begins with the boys on a field trip. Um, so on the field trip, they start to dig up uh, old arrowheads. Uh, in this process, Carmen ends up finding a triangle, um, but it's not an arrowhead, so he just tosses it aside. Um, Kyle then picks it up, and it starts to shine. Um and it, it looks really cool to all the boys. Um, at this point, Cartman wants it back, but Kyle won't give it back because Cartman threw it aside and Kyle took it. Um, so this special triangle, um, this, is, this is a special triangle. So Kyle and Cartman are both interviewed uh, on the news about finding this triangle. Um, Barbara Streisand sees this on the news and uh, she wants this triangle because it is the Triangle of Zinthar. Um, Leonard Moulton also sees this and goes to South Park to help save the boys and the triangle. Um, Cartman eventually does end up getting the triangle back from Kyle. Um, but at the same time, Barbara Streisand uh, ends up conning the boys into going to her condo with her. Uh, to get the Basically, to take, get the triangle from the boys. She says she's going to pay them. Um, she ends up getting the triangle from the boys and turns into Mecca Streisand. Um, she proceeds to start. Um, she proceeds to destroy all of South Park, um, just absolutely tearing it to shit. And Chef is basically telling the boys they're gonna have to get out of the town and everything. Um, at this point, Leonard Moulton, Sidney Poitier, and Robert Smith come along to fight Mecha Streisand. Uh, Mecha Streisand does end up getting defeated by this trio. Um, the episode then ends with Mecha Ike. <laughs> and that that uh that right there that that's Mecca Streisand Anything else you two
0: would like to add, Pat? I'll let you go first here.
2: I just can't believe you didn't know who Barbara Streisand was, there, Drew. Uh,
0: you know, I I had a hunch. Like I said in the blog, I thought she was a famous singer, but at at my level, she never you know got to a point where I was listening to any of her music or I was watching any of her films. Um, For whatever reason, my mom must have missed being a big fan of hers, and I'm not disappointed about it. Um, You're lucky. You're lucky. (laughs) You know what? Maybe she was, and I just turned a blind eye to it. I don't know. Um, Which That actually feeds into what I was going to say next. Uh, Let's go ahead and hit Matt with the rundown now. Matt, did you know who Barbara Streisand was? No. Okay. (laughs) I don't feel bad about it, and I didn't expect you to know either. Um, What about Leonard Moulton? No. Never
2: heard of Leonard. I also also didn't know who Leonard Maltin was. See, and I I didn't do a a deep dive into it. Okay,
0: now Leonard Maltin, I'd heard of before, um, as being a movie critic. I don't even know how, but it was just always a name that came up. It was a name I knew. Like I knew at least what he was famous for. Uh, What about Sidney Poitier? Um, Also, no.
2: Pat, I did know who Sidney Poitier was. You did. Yes, that is correct.
0: The only reason I knew who he was was because of South Park and having heard Chef say his name in a song with a clip from the show in it. Um, Let's see. Okay, finally, Robert Smith. Did any of you know who Robert Smith was? No. No.
2: (laughs) <laughs> My cousin would kill me if I didn't know who Robert Smith was. So, oh. yes, I knew who Robert Smith was.
0: So your your cousin's a big Cure fan, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big the time. Cure, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I don't think I knew who he was. Not enough that, you know, I would have known what was going on if I hadn't really kind of researched the episode. Um, So, yeah. I do have one more celebrity question, but we'll get to that a little bit later because I don't want to... Uh, step on my own toes but uh so overall reactions from the show matt we'll start with you um decent decent i like to
1: i like to keep my initial uh reactions to a few select words i'll go with decent this
0: time yeah yeah you you know kind of get a vibe for where you're at with that um pat you you've got nostalgia involved here what is your overall reaction to this episode
2: also, uh, I think Matt nailed it when he said decent. It was, you know, it when it compared to the other episodes that I've seen from season one up until this point, it it holds up.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, there's just enough random to it. Um, there's a lot of things they did that I liked. Um, and especially seeing it for the first time, uh, I thought it was really, you know, decent Decent's the word we'll go with, I guess. Uh I I was, I liked it more than I thought it would. Let me go with that. I kind of expect, or I'm thinking it'll probably finish at the bottom of the middle of everything we have ranked so far. so like episode eight or nine maybe out of the 12 once we get it ranked. But that's just a hunch. We'll see we'll see where we end up. Uh, last thing I want to do here is part of our preview before uh, we start getting into scores. Um, as I mentioned in my preview, uh, Streisand had a bad reaction to being featured on South Park. Um, and as I said, she kind of had a blowhardy quote here that she she left in a magazine. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Um, and this comes from Bustle.com if you want to find it on your own. And that way I'm giving proper credit where it's due. Um, she said, I wonder if shows like South Park and Beavis and Butthead don't add to the cynicism and negativity of our culture, especially in children. These youngsters are formulating their attitudes and maybe they come away feeling that any woman who dares to accomplish something is the incarnation of self-centeredness and greed. And That would be very unfortunate, especially for young girls. Uh. <laughs> That's, uh.
1: <laughs> is that what we call a stretch? I would say so. Well, and so I think part of it is like, we're, we... And obviously this was a long time ago, but it it sounds like it was apparently still relevant. Um, and it's like just just like learn to take a joke. Like Yeah. It, it's not and especially when it comes to a show like South Park, like you can't take it to heart. Like I get it. Like well I don't get it really, but I don't know. It's just I, I don't know what I'm trying to say other than like it's, it's okay to, like, joke, I guess. Like, you don't yeah. have to take everything so damn seriously. I, I
0: agree. And I think, to me, this is just simple celebrity posturing. You know? Like, oh, I have a chance to take a stand against something that somebody could, you know, perceive as um, something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, And so they, right. they take that opportunity and, you know, this is what you get. Whereas... As I mentioned with Robert Smith, you know he kind of flipped it the other way. He's like, "Oh yeah, my nieces and nephews love this show, so I thought, why not?"
1: Right, right.
0: You know, um, and I'm
1: sure the I'm sure the show made fun of someone that she didn't like at some point, and like <laughs> like, no, oh, do you disagree with it still? Like, oh, they're gonna make fun of everyone. That's the great thing about this show. It is, it's not like they're trying to ever push any agenda. They're gonna make fun of literally every anything out. there. No one is safe. No one's safe. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yes. It's not um, like they're targeting you. Like, come on. Right. Pat, is there anything you would like to, uh, to add here to this fantastic quote?
2: Well, I just, uh, growing up having to go through the tortures of Barbara Streisand singing, I <laughs> just want to say that uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone can make fun of Barbara Streisand any day of the week, and I will <laughs> back them. <laughs>
0: um, I, I kind of awesome. want to know now if, if the singing is as bad as they make it
2: seem on on the show. So I'll just interject really quick here. Uh, Please, do. the answer the answer is yes. Okay, it is absolutely terrible, and they nailed it.
1: <laughs> Barbara, if you ever listen to this someday, eat shit. Apparently,
0: <laughs> did you say capital U- S? You'd U- U- <laughs> U- U- shit or eat shit? Uh, eat shit. Okay, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, on that note, let's go ahead and get into our character scores for this episode, Matt. All right. So as usual, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it this time. Oh boy! Our scoring system. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I <laughs> told myself I was gonna remember to do it. We're like two uh, for thirteen now, at best. <laughs> and that includes the episode where we specifically just went over the scoring system. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, each of the core four characters—Stan, Kyle, Cartman, Kenny—are worth three points. They can earn a maximum of three points for an episode. Um, all secondary characters, basically characters that aren't the core four, there, um, they're total together for a total of ten points for a possible maximum score for the character score of twenty two points. Okay, you can go, Matt.
1: Awesome. Um, so we'll start with the usual here, uh, Stan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use Drew's line here again. Stan was Stan. Um, he. You're not he- wrong. He, yeah he played a, he played a solid role in the in the storyline um and he I mean he definitely had like I said he had a role that needed to be there um nothing nothing out of like extraordinary but I mean he wasn't like completely excluded from the episode either um so I gave Stan a score of a 1.7 here
0: okay um I actually thought Stan was less than Stan in this episode Ooh. I, I know, maybe maybe I'm getting tired of watching the same same dog do the same trick um, I like that analogy <laughs> um, You know, there's only one Stan moment that stuck out in my head from this episode, and that was, I think uh, when all the boys are standing there with Chef and Mecha Streisand's destroying the town, and Stan's like, Mom always said there were no monsters um, and I kind of laughed at that but Other than that, you know, he was there in the background. He'd make a comment here, he'd make a comment there. Which, you know, if that's Kenny, we give him a a three and say, yay, Kenny was great. (laughs) Um, But this was Stan, and I think following up an episode like we had before, where Stan carried the episode and was the focal point of Tom's rhinoplasty, um, it was kind of disappointing. So I gave Stan a point nine. Wow, okay. I know, I know. I'm throwing out the big punches here. Pat, why don't you be the deciding factor for us? Where would you come in here?
2: Well, uh, it definitely was not a point nine. <laughs> I gave Stan uh, 2.1, and uh, I know it's a little bit higher than y'all, but uh, Stan, Stan. So, I mean, that's where he, <laughs> he was.
0: So, Stan was Stan is basically what you're saying. Exactly. Fair.
2: I mean, Um, where he's the lead character the last time, he kind of fell back into what he normally does with this episode.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Um, Let's talk about Kyle. Okay. Um, So, Kyle...
1: So, I'm clearly going to be a little bit off from you here, Drew. Um, Uh Uh-oh. So, Kyle was pretty similar to Stan in my eyes. Um, He did... And I'm going to regret giving them the same score now um, just because now that I'm thinking about this. But he did have the the whole kind of conflict between him and Cartman with the triangle, uh, which did last a good chunk of the episode. Uh, But I've got him down as 1.7 here as well. Um, But this is going to be a
0: highlight and a candidate for a score change, I can already tell. So I'm going to surprise you. I came in way higher on Kyle than I did on Stan because Kyle was the driving force with the conflict of, of Cartman in the triangle. You know, Kyle was constantly involved with, you know, no, it's mine. No, it's mine. And then, you know, Cartman breaks into his house in the middle of the night to steal it. And he's like, fine, you want it? Take it. You know, um, Kyle makes a comment, uh, when they're all being kidnapped by, uh, Barbara Streisand about, Hey, isn't there something wrong with getting in cars with strangers? You know, dynamite line right there, and, and Cartman was like, "Well, not if money's involved or something like that," you know. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so he he did a lot of of the quiet work, but he was still involved. Like the just the whole conflict between him and Cartman, I think, was enough to significantly improve his standing over what Stan did. Um, and he also makes a comment while they're they're trapped at. Uh, at Streisand's mansion or whatever. Something about Cartman not changing his socks or something like that. There was a a dialogue there that was really good. Yep. Um, But anyway, I liked Kyle in this episode. He was actually my second highest singular character, and I gave him a 2.2. Wow.
1: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Pat?
2: Everything you just said, Drew, also (laughs) scored 2.2. Whoa! (laughs) I like it. I like. Uh, I like when
0: two people come up with the same score because then it kind of validates it in my mind. Um, <laughs> you at this point in my life, in my <laughs> at, at this point in my life, I need validating because I'm very insecure. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, uh, it's your time. Uh, this is it's time for Matt's Love Fest with Cartman, brought to you by Nambla. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. I, I don't even know what Nambla is, so that makes that joke way less funny. Just, I'm going to continue to introduce it like that, and when you figure out what Nambla is, you're going to shit a brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm now
1: going to uh, Google it while you guys give your scores to Cartman after I'm done. Um, okay, so we've got Cartman here. Uh, as Drew said, everybody's favorite little fat boy. Um, so Cartman was... Cartman was fantastic this episode. Um, he's fighting over the triangle. Um, a couple other small things that I really loved about Cartman was uh, towards the beginning, um, when they're using their pickaxes, he starts singing slave songs. Um, that really made me
0: laugh. So inappropriate, but so funny. But so funny, right?
1: <laughs> um, obviously, you have the uh, the ongoing Rochambeau, uh, which was yes. just hilarious. Unless you're Um, growing
2: up with two brothers, then it's (laughs) it wasn't that funny. Then that word becomes
0: uh, yeah, flashbacks, right? right, right. Oh Yeah.
1: PTSD. Um, (laughs) So, and then beyond that, it's just like the constant narrative. uh, Like I said, of of him, of things being his uh, throughout the episode. Um, Anyways, Cartman made me laugh a
0: lot. He played a great role in this episode. I gave him a two point nine. I think that's fair. Um, I'm not quite that high, but the The focal point for me of of this episode was the Rochambeau, because I knew I heard it at some point, and maybe it's a recurring theme in other episodes. But that was always a thing from South Park, you know. Uh, you talk about Rochambeauing someone, and and obviously that's um, one of the things you can call rock, paper, scissors. But the idea of it being a game where you just try to kick each other in the nuts as hard as you can. Um, that was something i as a god what was i fifth sixth grader you know would say to people several times i'll roast you for it or that kind of thing and uh so there was there was a lot of memory tied to that and as soon as i realized that was where this came from this episode it was it was good and like you said the other stuff um With Cartman, the triangle fight, the slave songs, all that kind of stuff. Another strong episode for Cartman. So he gets
2: a two point six from me. Okay, Pat. Well, Cartman was absolutely hilarious in this episode, Um, and I came in with a two point eight as my score for him. So hell yeah. (laughs) And I think I. Go ahead. Oh, I just, you know, he carried the episode from start to finish and just was pretty much the driving force of of the laughs for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing I like is that so far our scores have all been pretty close together. And I think it's easy to be close together on Cartman, though, just because he's almost always, you know, at the top of his game or used really well for that kind of thing. Um but like I was saying, I always like to see the scores together there. Um, Kenny time.
1: Uh, before we get into Kenny, I just want to go ahead and say that we can leave Nambla out of this thing.
0: This is that's... <laughs> 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 Oh, The whole time I was just dying, I'm like, I hope he actually Googles it. You're probably on a watch list now, by the way. Oh, that's oh, good. <laughs>
1: um, well, FBI, if you're listening to this, this is why I'm Googling Nambla. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to
0: Kenny. the The, the good news is, ninety percent of our listeners are going to know what Nambla is because it does appear in a South Park at another point in time. God damn it! Which makes this an even better reference. That episode was actually on Comedy Central a couple nights ago, and I watched it. And I cannot wait to talk about that one.
1: Huh. Um, oh. Okay. Well, either way, so we've got uh, Kenny up next here. Yes. Um, so Kenny in this episode, so he, there wasn't many things that really involved Kenny in this episode. Um, that said, there was uh, a very funny moment um, with Kenny's joke about the sack of mar- marbles on the snowman. Um, yes, that made me that made me laugh uh, pretty well there. Um, besides that, um, I'll kind of talk about his death real quick uh, while I'm thinking about it so we don't forget it this time around. Um so Kenny dies in this episode Um when he is running away from Mecha Streisand. Um in that process he goes to the playground, he hits the tetherball at the playground. Um the rope from the tetherball um proceeds to wrap him up and he is choked to death by the tetherball rope and he's just like hung on the tetherball pole.
0: Um essentially. Yeah, it was another one of those that just kind of came out of left field. Like, that's not quite where I expected him to die or how I expected him to die. And that's that's where I was going with it.
1: It was just kind of, it was almost like, you know, because sometimes there's just these Kenny deaths where you're like, yeah, that was an afterthought. Um, right. And it was just like, because <laughs> like, he was just random. Like, he's running away and he just stops at the playground to play tetherball by himself. Like, that's just, um, anyways, yeah. it just seemed a little odd. And he, he really had, like, one funny moment. Um, so I gave Kenny
0: a one here. Okay. Um, Pat, before I give my score, do you have any comments on Kenny's death? I do not. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of lackluster at best. It was. Um, You know, I don't set the bar very high for Kenny. I probably give him a few extra, you know, tenths of a point here and there. A few mumbles, good things. The whole marble sack thing was the highlight of the episode for me. Um, Just to kind of explain that a little bit better, they're building a a snowman and one of the boys says oh you can use this for this and kenny's like oh yeah i have a marble sack blah 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 blah. and then was it kyle i think's like well why would we need a marble sack and obviously you can put the uh, pieces together there to figure out what's going on but uh, that was kenny's involvement and i gave him a 1.5
2: pat well you were pretty generous uh, i gave kenny a 1.2 just because I wasn't very impressed with the death, like you said earlier, I thought it was, an, you know, just an afterthought with the episode. And then uh, he only really did have that one comment with the the marbles. That was, I mean, that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but that's what saved him out of the, you know, the, the .08 range. Yeah, is the fact that he made that comment. So that w- earned him, you know, .4. So, but yeah, yeah, just uh, I give him one point two okay,
0: like I said, I kind of grade Kenny on a curve because I was maybe a little too harsh on him early on uh, the bar the bar changes it's a constantly moving bar because uh, James Cameron said so um, how about our secondary characters here? We had a lot of celebrities mixed in we had a lot of different faces. What were your thoughts on the secondary characters, Matt?
1: For sure, so I think. Um, so there, there's been a recurring theme these past few episodes, and the secondary characters have been really, really strong. Yeah. Um. And I think it continues here. I don't think it's as strong as like Tom's rhinoplasty was, or uh, or like Damien. Um. But it was still strong. Um. I mean, you had you had Chef. You obviously had Barbara Streisand. You had Mister Garrison in there a little bit. Officer Barbara. You had Leonard Malton. Uncle Jimbo and Ned made an appearance. Um, Robert Smith and Sidney Poitier were in there. Um, So overall, it was just a lot of secondary characters. So I don't know if that's why I thought that it had more of an impact. Um, But they definitely did some carrying. I mean, Barbara Streisand, the episode was named after her. Yeah. Um, So I gave the secondary character score a um, 8.5 here.
0: Okay. Um, I came in a little bit higher than you here. I think all the things you pointed out to this point are true. Um, they went really celebrity heavy on here. And the best part of it is they didn't go like huge celebrities. I mean, Streisand probably is considered a huge celebrity. Um, but then, you know, like Leonard Malton, he's known. He's not a huge celebrity. Um, same thing about, you know, Sidney Poitier, um, Robert Smith. Like, they're celebrities in their own right, in their own worlds. But not not like uh, like they're throwing out John Elway who came up in the show or something like that, you know. But, uh, so yeah, they, they used celebrities. There was a, a wide range of, of uh, other secondary characters involved, like you said, Garrison, Chef. Uh, the one that I think flew under the radar a little bit was during the big fight, the Japanese singer guy.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes.
0: <laughs> like it was so random and if if you don't even think about it before like they they say something to them you're like it probably doesn't even cross your mind you're just like oh it's just south park being south park and then they they do the cut scene and it's like do you really have to do that and it's just it's so funny right uh, but yeah i i came in at a 9.2 and for me of the secondary characters um the japanese singer guy was the highlight
2: how about you pat so my secondary character score was a little bit lower, actually significantly lower uh, than yours, Drew. Uh, I came oh. in at a seven point one, just because. Wow. Yeah, I mean there were a lot of secondary characters that were involved in the episode, but when it came down to it, when it when it made me what made me laugh was Cartman and Kyle. Not so much the secondary characters. So that's why it came in at a 7.1.
0: Yeah, I think you have a good point there. Because, you know, in in some episodes where the secondary characters are really strong, it's like they carried the whole episode. You know, like maybe the boys were a little weak and they carried it. This one feels like it's pretty balanced throughout. Like, you know, our core four did a lot of things that we really enjoyed in the episode. But the secondaries carried their weight, too. It's not like one carried the other. It was pretty balanced. What do you think about that? Either of you,
1: I I think you're I think you're right there. I think that okay. actually brings up a really good point. It's not like, it's almost like this episode was like quantity, and like mm. in the past, it's been like
2: quality of the secondary characters. If that makes sense, yeah. I yeah. Can I, Go ahead, Pat. I agree with that too. I agree with that too. Is uh, you know with uh, with previous episodes up until Mega and it just, uh, Secondary characters did carry the whole episode, whereas this one, there was a, a really good balance between the two, uh, the main characters and then the secondary characters.
0: And I think the hardest part of that is the fact that a secondary character is the focal point of this episode. You know, it's... What the episode's named after, it is, you know, the, the big... villain, so to speak, of the episode... Um, but they still found a way to balance it um, and, and I think you know maybe that's the the brilliance of South Park right there. So um, yeah, anything else you guys want to add in here for our character scores? Nope, I, I think I'm good. I have one note written down here. I'm just gonna bring it up. Um, the scene where Chef and Leonard Malton are in the car, they're driving around looking for Barbara Streisand's mansion. Um, and Leonard Malton starts to explain why she's so evil. Um, I can't remember what what he said about her mother, but but he said part of the reason she was so evil because it was because her father was an insurance salesman. <laughs> 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 and uh, as knowing someone who works in insurance, I didn't I didn't know if maybe they would take offense to that or not. I uh, I, I didn't think it was fucking funny at all. That's was... <laughs> not cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I got an extra an extra good laugh out of that because I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what Matt thought of that. So.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I thought, oh yeah, I guess my kids are screwed. <laughs> F- future kids, right?
0: M- Mecha Matt Junior. Oh
1: boy.
2: <laughs> just keep them away from the triangle. <laughs> yes, there you, go. you
0: You guys
1: don't want a Mecha
0: Matt Junior walking around here. <laughs> that's that's a thought. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, one other note I had there too was at the end Jesus calls Robert Smith our Savior, which I thought was um, incredible irony, and also hilarious. Did you guys catch that, or am I crazy?
1: I did. Uh, okay. It was actually
0: it was it was runner
1: up for my uh, favorite. Uh, I didn't. It you didn't think of that. I could have yeah. stepped
0: on somebody's quote. I didn't step on your your moment or quote, did I, Pat? Nope. Okay, good, good. Well, I'll stop sharing little notes I have here, and we'll move on. <laughs> um, let's talk about our episode score, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to talk about uh, what the scores mean here before we actually get into it.
1: This is a historic day for me. I know, right now.
0: I know. I'm going to retire after this, and I will be the greatest <laughs> podcast host in my household. <laughs> in my Maybe. household, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, set the bar low.
2: Um, but anyway, our cat- I don't know. Maverick's been putting out some good podcasts,
0: <laughs> right? Right. Oh, I'm sure he has. It would be about video games and all kind of things, um, fruit snacks. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have five categories here for our episode score. The first of which is relevance, which is worth five points. Irreverence, which is also worth five points, and laugh score, which is worth five points. Um, And then we have our personal score, which is worth seven points. Uh, That can pretty much be whatever we want it to be in terms of, um, you know, just what the episode personally meant to us. And then, of course, as always, the South Park factor, which is the extra point of our scoring system, just to give us one extra number um, to add to our scoring system to make it a nice, even 45. So, relevance. Relevance. Um, I'm going to try something different here, Matt, and I'm going to let our guest lead off with his relevance score. Okay, I like it.
2: So for my relevance score, I put it at a 2.7, uh, just because for me, I watched a lot of WGN growing up, <laughs> and there was, I mean, they always had a Godzilla flick on. So, I mean, for... but but when you get to like nowadays it, it doesn't really hold up as much as some of the other episodes have
0: what it's interesting is you just sparked a trip down memory lane for me um, when I'd go over to my grandparents they were always watching WGN and uh, I forgot just how many shitty movies they would constantly have on if it wasn't the Cubs game or the news it was always some kind of shitty movie or Matlock that's all that was ever on TV um <laughs> So, yeah, I think 2.7 uh, is pretty close to me there. I said 2.3. Um, I, I noted the pop culture connection, um, you know, with all the celebrities that they brought in. Uh, you know, I not a ton of relevance in things like actually, you know, the Triangle of Zinthar or anything um, like that. But, uh, Matt, what about you?
1: Yeah, um, so I was a little bit lower than... Uh, both of you. Um, I I did get a little bit of like you said, Drew, the pop culture and the celebrities, but that was really about it. Um, and for me, I kind of saw that as relevance, so I gave it a little bit for that. Um, but it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a shockingly amount of relevance, obviously, sure. especially for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I gave the relevance a score of a one here. Okay. Mm.
0: That's probably a little lower than I would have expected, but. I I think we continue to see that being one of our our biggest gaps in terms of scoring is, you know, just different different times, different experiences kind of leads to different scores and different interpretations there.
1: Yeah, and I think the big part is like, obviously, like we ran through all the celebrities in the show and I didn't know a single one of them. Um, so it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, that's relevant. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but like, obviously I knew they were celebrities, so I kind of gave it the, the point there. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I was like, uh, uh okay, you're, you're people that must've been known, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. Um, Pat, how about your irreverence score for this episode?
2: So I came in pretty high with my irreverence score, uh, at a 3.4. I just love the fact that they just pounded and pounded and pounded Barbra Streisand and her (laughs) lack of singing talent to just being an evil, evil person. So I loved every second of that. So 3.4 for irreverence. Okay.
0: Uh, Matt, how about you?
1: Um... So this is one of the categories where I really didn't see much also. (laughs) Um, and I think it's kind of going back to what I was just talking about with the relevance. Sure. Um, so I gave this one a
0: one. Ooh. Mm. Now I'm going to say that might be the score. I most disagree with that you've done so far. And that might say something. Um, obviously you know the mocking of barbara streisand like i said it was their first time really picking on you know a big celebrity and kind of hitting them with that but uh the one thing that i don't even know maybe it's worth two whole points here but it it really hit me as being irreverent was cartman singing the slave songs um especially and, and you know maybe this is different whereas back then it was obviously something they could they could put on tv and nobody really thought too much of it like I'm sure it caught a little bit of ire from people then, but like now I, I don't even know if they'd show that on TV, you know. Um, I, I would think that would be something that would catch a lot of, a lot of flack and, and you know, be um, pretty pretty disrespectful. And, and I guess no matter how you look at it, it is respectful. But anyway, what I'm getting at here is I came in even higher than Pat. And that was at the core of my higher score here. I gave it a three point six. So uh,
1: this is the main reason uh, I liked to, or I have decided to uh, save these score changes, <laughs> um, and mainly because it's not like it's not like I feel like I scored it wrong, but it's like. I feel like there's things that you catch that I just missed. Yeah. And then when I hear like hear you explain it like that, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of irreverence. (laughs) Sure. Um, so it's like, that's why I guess that's why I like to save them. Um, so, and I've obviously like, I've got a running track of some candidates here and yeah, uh, yeah, it's been added to the list.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say what you've got two score changes left. Right. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what you end up using them on. Um, or maybe I'll gift you one of mine, I don't know, because I think in my mind you've got <laughs> at least three that are kind of kind of in that gray area, but we can discuss that at another time. Yeah, for sure. Um, laugh score. How much did you laugh in this episode, Pat?
2: Uh, I laughed a fair amount, so I gave it a score of uh, 2.8, uh, a lot of just laughing at Cartman, and then, of course, the laughing at Barbra Streisand, but... really outside of those two there was not very many laugh out loud moments in this episode Mm -hmm. just kind of chuckles
0: yeah and i think you know like you said there wasn't a ton of laugh out loud moments but there was some good uh chuckles that kind of go throughout and for me it seemed to be a repetitive thing like there was just i i kept laughing throughout it wasn't like a fall out of your seat laugh but it was like huh they did that that's clever or um yeah, that's kind of an odd thing, you know, and you laugh at it a little bit. Um, so I came in with a 3.7. Um, I laughed, I did laugh really hard at the whole Rochambeau creation um, and just kind of some of the, the ridiculousness of of a lot of the things, like the idea of Chef and Leonard Malton, you know, um, riding around in a car and, and Sydney Poitier turning into a giant turtle um, and the fact that you know, Robert Smithson on all this when chef calls him and they're like, Oh no. He's like, he knows exactly what's going on. It was just a bunch of little stuff like that that I laughed pretty hard at throughout. So, uh, how about you, Matt?
1: Uh, pretty much everything you said, Drew, uh, the Rochambeau, I was a big fan of that throughout this episode. Um, I obviously gave Cartman a 2.9 on his character score. Um, so I thought he was hilarious as usual. Um, but yeah, I I actually laughed quite a bit at this episode, so I gave it a score of a three point nine.
0: Ooh, I thought I was going to have the high one there. I'm I'm <laughs> kind of glad I did, and I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed the uh, the humor of that too. Uh, Pat, I didn't get it written down on my sheet here. Did you say your score was a two point six? Two point eight. Two point eight. Two point eight. Okay, and that's why I asked. Um, yeah, I, I th- I'm pretty happy with. Where that comes out then with uh, our laugh scores, um, personal score, Pat. Just remember, this is out of seven.
2: So obviously, this episode had a lot of nostalgia for me because it being my first episode of of South Park viewing ever, and also uh, the whole fact that I grew up having to be tortured by my mother listening to Barbara Streisand. <laughs> So my personal score came in at uh, five point eight.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I think the nostalgia factor is probably pretty big here. It probably would have been higher for me if I had seen the episode before. Um, but the Rochambeau stuff was, you know, pretty much leading the charge for me in in how good that episode was. Um, there were actually a lot of one-liners out of this episode, too, that, that come up in... I keep referring to this song you know that used to be on the Chef 8 album that had a bunch of clips mixed into it and stuff like that. But a lot of those uh, one-liners were in that song. Um, and I actually found a place online where you can watch or listen to the song. It's like in the credits of the movie or something like that. Because it's really hard to find online, but I wanted to find that. And I'll be sharing that on the Discord after... Um, the show today so you guys can check that out in case you've never heard it that way you know what i'm talking about when i talk about this um anyway to cut my rambling short just kidding i came in with a 5.6
1: okay uh i'm pretty much right there with you i got a 5.5 um very similar reasons the rochambeau really was like I don't know. It made the episode very enjoyable uh, and made it, it gave many laughable moments where you're just like, OK, just and it's it's like not just the fact like the game. But it's like you sit there and you're like, man, what if that was like and obviously like it could have been for a game for like you guys and your kids because you grew up watching this uh, and it sounds like it was for Pat.
2: <laughs> it's um, a miracle. I, I have children. I'm just going to say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I'm just sitting here and I'm like. Man, I could have used that when I was like in in elementary school or something. That would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, like I said, score of 5.5 here for my personal score.
0: I like it. The, I was just thinking as we were talking about the Rochambeau, the thing that makes that so strong in the episode is that there's a constant callback to it. You know, Cartman brings it up at the beginning where he talks about kicking Pip, you know, over the triangle or whatever it was, or the arrowhead they were fighting over. And then it comes up again. And then at the very end, Robert Smith, uh, when the boys have his walkie-talkie, and he's they're like, "Give it back!" And Cartman's like, "No, I'm not giving it back." He's like, "Fine, I'll roast Shamboya for it." And he kicks Cartman in the nuts and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> yep, great, great way to end the episode. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask anyway because I have to. Uh, does this episode get the South Park factor for you?
2: Yes, it does. I mean, it was as. Is big of a South Park Factor episode as there was so far.
0: Yeah, I think tons of randomness throughout um, makes it a pretty easy yes for me. Matt? 100%. Okay. Um, So we have our scores in and while Matt is kind of looking over those, totaling them up, we're going to go over our favorite moment, our favorite quote, and our newly added MVP of the episode. Um, Matt if it's okay with you I'm going to continue to defer to Pat here And let him lead the way Yep that works Uh, Pat what was your favorite moment From this episode
2: So my favorite moment from the episode uh, Really kind of hit home with me a little bit And that is In the middle of all the death And destruction Of Barbara Streisand Or Mecha Streisand was doing To downtown South Park Sheila Bruflowski took it upon herself to walk up to Mecca Streisand and asked for an autograph and 100% I saw my mother in Sheila Broflowski in that moment so that is why it is my favorite moment of the episode oh my
0: god you, you know when I was watching the episode I thought this is going to be a moment that goes kind of, it flies under the radar we're probably not even going to talk about it but it was it was quality um, I'm so glad that was your favorite moment, and especially since you kind of said there, like you have the connection with your mother, in that, and that you could see that. That's that's too funny, um, Matt. What is your favorite moment from this episode?
1: Um, so both my favorite moment and my favorite quote have been talked about already. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, screw you, Drew. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so my favorite moment I've got listed here is when. Uh, like you just said a few moments ago, when Robert Smith wants his walkie-talkie back, <laughs> um, but Cartman won't give it to him, uh, so he Shambos Cartman. Uh, and it's just kind of like that—that that moment that it's like throughout the episode, Cartman keeps doing this to people, and then it finally <laughs> gets like someone finally gets Cartman. Um, so yeah, that was my favorite moment.
0: Yeah, uh, sorry for stepping on your toes with that. <laughs> um, there's just so many good things I want to make sure I mention, and, and you know, I forget. That somebody might be talking about that later. Um, so yeah, I actually had a Ro- Rochambeau moment as one of my moments, but I pivoted off of that because I figured somebody else would have it. But originally, I had Cartman playing Rochambeau with Pip because that was the first time. Um, but my other favorite moment was when they first started uh, when they had like the news report. I don't even remember. Oh, it was when when they had the news report over. They found the, the triangle there at the archaeology place or whatever. And the news guy's like, okay, now let's go to a quadriplegic Swiss man on a horse. (laughs) Yes, yes. They they go to the guy. He's like strapped on a horse, and he's wearing this Swiss garb. I don't even know what else to call it, but it's just yodeling uniform. Yeah, yodeling Mm -hmm. uniform. (laughs) But it's it's so ridiculous looking, and it's just like it's just a small thing, but I, I laughed out loud at that. So. Um, I thought I would give it the attention I thought it deserved. Um,
2: Favorite quote. Go ahead, Pat. So my favorite quote was actually in the moment that you just described there. (laughs) Cartman is getting interviewed, and he says, and I told him, I said, Kyle, I will kick you in the nuts, but he didn't give it back to me, so I kicked him square in the nuts, and he (laughs) cried like Nancy Kerrigan. (laughs) And... I laughed out loud at that moment. Another, another good Nancy
0: Kerrigan uh, reference there, um, Matt. I don't know. I think we talked about that one, but um, yeah, no, I still have no idea who that okay. is. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll work on that. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're going to start another podcast called uh, Teaching Matt. But uh, um, yeah, so I I enjoyed that too. That was a good good one there. How about you, Matt? What was your favorite quote?
1: Uh yes, so mine was when uh, th- uh Barbara Streisand dresses up as the as the uh, old man, old lady, uh, who, <laughs> however you want to view it, um and is basically telling the boys that she'll pay them, uh for the triangle, um so they uh, they proceed to get into the car and and everyone. Uh, I forget who it was either Stan or Kyle about uh, they, they say something about getting into cars with strangers and and Cartman's line is No, not when money's involved, dumbass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. What's funny is there was another piece of that at that same time that I almost brought up. Um, when she first gets out of the car and, and she's trying to convince them that she's famous. Oh yeah. And they're like like John Elway famous? Do you know John Elway? It's like, it always comes back to John Elway.
1: And they're like, so you're famous, but you don't know John Elway.
0: <laughs> and all her credibility was lost. Right. Um, my favorite quote, probably another one that wasn't on anybody's radar, um, but it comes from Officer Barb Brady. in <laughs> the scene, because he's not in here much, you probably know where this is going already. But the scene where she's first harassing the boys at the bus stop, and... Uh, strikes hands like you don't even know who i am and he's he says well you ain't fiona apple and if you ain't fiona apple i don't give a rat's ass
2: so that was my second quote on uh, like
0: <laughs> that's that's another classic that is on this song i was telling you about i've heard that i don't even know how many times but had no idea where the quote came from so <laughs> um
2: as soon and I as almost, i heard it I, I almost brought it up right when you were talking just a second ago, but I decided to wait on it because I figured it might fall into <laughs> one of these.
0: Good good guess there. Now, that was my last little piece of uh, the internet hole I ended up down. Um, Matt, do you know who Fiona Apple is? Uh, that would also be a no. <laughs> <laughs> um, she uh, was a, a singer, is a singer. She's still alive, I think. Um, oh, yeah, she, I think she's still She was still really alive. famous like late 90s, like 96... Maybe around that that time, but uh, about the time the show came out, she was kind of a big deal. Um, she's only 43 at this point, so she's not super old. Um, by the way, I was going to say, like, Sidney Poitier is, like, 93 or something, which is just insane. Um, and Robert Smith is 61, in case you were worried. I did have Stryand's age at one point, but I lost track of that. She's old. But, very uh, old. Very old. <laughs> um, which is probably why... Your mother liked her, right? About the oh, same age.
2: My mom's not that old.
0: <laughs> not that old. Okay, so she was older. <laughs> Just got to get in the subtle mom jokes while I can. Um, all right, uh, let's discuss our MVPs for this episode. Pat, who was your MVP?
2: So my MVP has already been brought up in the episode. Uh, my MVP was the Asian re- uh, reporter saying <laughs> "babuda." <laughs> <laughs> because after all these years and all the separation, that I haven't seen this episode since that first time that I saw it. But the one thing that I remembered was the Asian reporter's song when he was just singing, Ba Buddha, Ba Buddha. I just was like, <laughs> I still remember that to a T. So the Asian reporter singing and there was uh, my MVP.
0: I like it. I like it. Matt, who is your MVP? All right, don't 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 tell on me, but it's Cartman. What? <laughs> um, not surprised. Um, FBI, I promise you, there's nothing going on. <laughs> so what's interesting to me is I thought for sure we'd have some overlap here, but we all three have a different MVP. Um, my MVP of this episode was Robert Smith. For obvious reasons, he defeats Mecha Streisand, and he kicks Cartman in the nuts. <laughs> How can you go wrong? He's a oh. hero we all needed. Right? Don't
1: don't, don't kick Carmen in the nuts. Oh, though. I was gonna say Not Matt's
0: natural. gonna get offended now. You better watch out. <laughs> all right, um, Matt. Do you have our scores totaled up? How's things looking there?
1: I do. Uh, this came in at an interesting spot. Um, so we now have twelve episodes scored, and this comes in at number nine. Oh.
0: Okay. With a total score of, is it a thirty point four? It sure is. Okay. Um, So this is nestled right between Damien and an elephant makes love to a pig. What are your thoughts on where that's at, Matt? Well, obviously, I a little bit of foreshadowing there. I think that score
1: is going to change a little bit, but (laughs) I don't know if it moves enough to move the composite a full two points. Yeah. So I think that's probably where it sits.
0: Yeah, um... I, I'm trying to think right now off the top of my head if I liked this more than I like Damien. Um, the scores say no, right? And I think I probably have to say no, but they're close. You know, I it, it when we first started going over this, you know, I said I thought it would be toward the bottom of the middle, and mm-hmm. that's exactly right. where it's at. So um, right, right. I feel pretty good about where it ended up. Uh, Pat, what are your thoughts there?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, same with you guys. I. I was expecting it to be pretty much right where it was. Uh, I mean, it's pretty hard to compete with the whole Jesus Satan thing there in Damien. So, I mean, <laughs> that's true. It was. Uh, it ended up probably right where I thought it would be uh, so far.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you know, just looking at your score here, you came in with a thirty-one point one, which was lower than my thirty-two point six, but higher than Matt's twenty-eight point two. Just throwing a bunch of numbers out there.
1: Yeah, this and this one's interesting because it's like I felt like we disagreed a lot, especially on those episode scores there. Uh, but then it comes down to it, and we were only really like right around four points away from each other, uh, which is a lot closer than a lot of episodes we've done. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking through there, I mean, we've got like a four-point gap there, another three, like a nine-point gap on that one on Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. A 12-point gap on Pink Eye, a 6-point gap on Big Gay Owls, Big Gay Boat Ride. Um, so, I mean, it's not like we were we were terribly apart from each
0: other. Yeah. Um, but and, and I think it's interesting. a lot of our scores were kind of in the same area. Or, or in some of them, you know, we were, like, really close together. Um, and I, I think probably our biggest differences here are things like relevance and irreverence. Um, and, you know, bringing those together will even it out a little bit if that happens, but um, right. Right. And and I'll I'll go ahead and finish with this thought. We hit a stretch there where like all the episodes were falling in the same area. Like we have that stretch of like five or six that are between 35 and 34. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of felt like they were all going to fall in that range, but here the last few, they've kind of been toward the bottom, the bottom of the stack. So that's, that's interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're coming off a fresh 24.4 on Tom's scene
0: <laughs> Yeah. So that either tells me they, uh, the episode's got a little weaker or we're just getting to be a little more dickish at this point. I don't know.
1: Right. Matt and Trey either got a... It's either that Matt and Trey got a little lazy here towards the end of the season or...
2: Maybe they're just out of material. They could be. Yeah. Or we're just getting harsher.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We can we can hypothesize on that at our season wrap up, um, for sure. So we have one more episode to cover, and then we'll be finished with season one. Um, we've made it this far. I think we'll keep going. Who knows? You know, timing's always one thing, but but things are going well. Um, Pat, I want to thank you for coming in and helping us out today. Yep.
2: I appreciate um, the opportunity to come on again, boys, and uh, keep up the great work. I love listening every week-ish to uh, yes. new episodes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, it's been an honor until uh, until I'm on again.
0: All right, that sounds good. I'm sure we'll have you back again, um, Matt.
1: Is there anything you want to finish up with here? I think that's all. Like you said, I mean, we'll keep going here. Um, Obviously, we we have lives, um, so we'll we'll constantly apologize when there's gaps in between, uh,
0: <laughs> but and when our blogs come out like three weeks late,
1: <laughs> right, right. But nonetheless, uh, we'll keep going here, and, and that's right. Uh, we'll we'll keep knocking these out and giving you the content, and and we all as always, we we always ap- appreciate the support.
0: Absolutely, um, I want to thank everybody for listening, uh, for telling a friend, and kind of spreading the word here. Um, We don't do a ton of self-promotion. You know, we have Twitter. We just kind of put it out there and hope people follow us. And uh, right now for us, it's a lot of a word of mouth thing. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we appreciate, you know, telling somebody else and getting it out there. As always, you can follow along on our blog at www.thespiritofsouthpark.com. You can follow us on Twitter at T-S-O-S-P. Um, We do some stuff on there. We put some stuff out there, have some interactions. Um, Recently retweeted about, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos having the stands filled with cardboard cutouts of South Park people, which is something we should have talked about. Um, But we'll we'll try to cover that on the next one as well. Um, And our Discord community is growing as well. Um, We're getting more and more people in there, having some discussion. Um, It's a great chance for us to kind of talk to our fans a little bit, get to know them. Um, in fact, I've, I've got to uh, know our buddy Elon pretty well over there a couple of nights ago, I guess it's probably been a week ago now, he and I uh, got together, played some PlayStation, and he kicked my ass in Street Fighter. Um, it's not the same as it used to be on the Super Nintendo, I will say that. But uh, uh, So it's cool to, to build a community, get to meet some people, get to know some people. So. Um, and then finally, as always, we want to thank our editor, Matt Caruso, for the drops and uh, making us sound like uh, polished, polished shit. And uh, as always, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for the theme song. Um, I love listening to the episode and hearing how it kind of plays us in and plays us out. Um, for our guest, Pat, for my co-host, Matt, I'm Drew. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and be a good person.